0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with
1: your host, Rich Dotson.
0: And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't don't time that one. Holy cow. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. He's Garrett Price. I just
2: realized we started. I don't even have my headphones in. I mean, who needs them? He's Jared wacky. work on it. Hi. Yeah. yeah. We'll you do got it. Time. Yeah.
0: You got time. No yeah. rush. No, I don't it. know if you can tell by the intro, uh, but I'm sick. Rich is under the weather. Yeah. It I've been is. sick for like three days. Um, and I was like, I can't miss the first show of the year. No way, man. Can't ha- it can't have anything to do with it being New Year's and partying or anything, right? No,
3: I was sick before New Year's He Eve. was sick. I was there. Yeah,
0: for two days before New Year's Eve. Now, mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve, I was like, I'm still drinking. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and Matt can Mac attest to that. His wife and my wife were mad at me. Happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Richard was such her. an
3: ass. My wife was mad at me. <laughs> I mean, it was like
0: twelve thirty one uh, in the morning. Yep. I I I thought some things were funny to play. Mm. The girls did it. The girls. Yeah. I mean, that does happen. So I feel uh I feel kind of okay. It's just my voice is my head's heavy. My voice is strappy. But lucky for me, these weak arms are heavy. Yep, exactly. I'm spaghetti. Yeah. Lucky for me, this is a show I don't have to do a lot of talking in. Only when I'm up, I'm not going to chime in too much here because we're doing our way too early, twenty twenty four. Rookie mock draft, right. super flex, tight end premium. Um, if you don't play in a super flex or tight end premium league, I think Brock Bowers will probably still stay, uh, in the same spot, if not higher. And you would just move the quarterbacks down. Yep. Uh, till, you know, Caleb Williams probably dropped to the back end of the first right around there. Um, and Drake may whatnot. So we're going to do a way too early 2024 mock draft today show. We will do the first round and tomorrow show. We will have the second round come out. So as a reminder, Two dynasty nerd shows weekly.
3: Wow, that's a big change. That is a big change for the new year.
0: And we still have a nerd hurt show. It's not like there's not a nerd hurt show. Yeah, and then in season, me and Matt are going to do the uh, injury show on Ow. Mondays. And then you and Jared are going to drop in your show whenever you can. That's right on there as drop well. So like it's hot. So much dynasty content. And oh. wait till wait till we ever decide to see, like, hey, can we have to do dynasty nerds every day? We're I mean, there. five days a week. Yeah, we're not doing (laughs) weekends. Not that committed. Come on, that's when all the action happens. So I'm excited. True, we
2: got to watch. I'm
0: excited. I hope everyone had a a great day or night bringing in the new year, 2024. I'm excited. This is we're inching closer. Uh, The last week of February would be the 10 year anniversary of doing this podcast. Wow. A full decade of talking with Matt, Whoa. Dynasty, talking with Garrett for about five years, uh, Dynasty, and talking with Jared for about five minutes, uh, Dynasty. So, <laughs> yeah, we're here. Uh, it's exciting. So, let's kick it off. Uh, the draft order will be Matt, myself, Garrett?
3: Yep. Jared. And then Jared.
0: Yep. So, we'll roll around here, talk about a player while we're picking them. Um, I'm not going to chime in too much because my voice is a little raspy. You say that now.
3: We'll yeah, see in the heat of the moment. Right. Right. He, he'll fight through. And yeah. hey, listen,
0: I am, flu game. I am nowhere near on all these prospects. Like I am so like very quick glance help from Jared and Garrett to give me a good overall ranking oh, list yeah. Yeah. Uh, here. Cause these are, these guys are uh, in the Debbie and they're, they're way ahead of me here.
2: So, um, well, and even, even Jared and I, like, even though we've known about these guys for a while, we still have not done our deep dives on these guys. So like every year you hear, uh, Perfect example. Last year, uh, I had a guy that was third running back off the board, Sean Tucker. He ended up not even being in my top 10 running backs. So right. a lot can still change. Can Sean well, that's
0: right. One year from now, one year ago from now, yeah,
2: you had Sean Tucker really I had high. Sean Tucker as my RB3, and then when I actually got to draft time after doing all my research, I was like, I like him way less than I thought I was going to, and he, he didn't make my top 10. So a lot can still change. But just off of what we know, what we've briefly seen, reports all that kind of stuff this is roughly where we'd have them,
0: and, and we're film guys so we're not like absolutely anal, we're not deep analytic guys we use analytics but we're really film guys and yep. what we found you know over the last 10 years our success comes from watching film like that i always tell people like the film don't lie like i don't need stats i just need to watch the film
3: yeah and That's no, no doubt and i and i made a couple of picks here you know without having really watched anything. And then I went back and wa- and watched film afterwards and I'm, I'm maybe a slightly disappointed in some of my picks after that. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's, and that could change after more study. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and I, or could, you could come could, back to living them again. That's what I mean. I, I could come back and be like, Oh, that was a good pick. But after a very, you know, a very top layer, quick glance at these guys, uh, some of them were like, eh, that, that, that doesn't look great.
0: So let's get these names on the radar. Let's kick it off. Super flex tight and premium which, you know, if, if you don't know, Superflex means you can start two quarterbacks in your league. Tight end premium means the tight end usually gets anywhere from 1.5 points per reception to two points per reception. Um, it is my favorite way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football currently. It's the only way I really start all my new startups that way. Um, and the reason so is because it gives more uh, credit to the quarterback, more value to the quarterback. We're in one quarterback leagues. So you can just keep trading and pick up Joe Flacco's right. Uh future two time super bowl champion future super bowl and two time super bowl mvp joe flacco and carry yourself to future
2: a ring of honor member for the cleveland browns
0: future ring of honor member yeah statue, statue probably i if the browns go to the super bowl i'm getting a joe flacco jersey and i don't know why I know I said it for ten years. But I feel it in my gut. The Browns are going to Super Bowl this year. I just feel it in my gut. Rich I'll is wacko. Like, they're clicking at the right time, yeah. dude. They're a hot team at the right. I was saying the same thing over the weekend. I was like, dude, they're the hottest team right some now of the, at the
1: right time. Besides the Ravens, some of the bigger teams that you would think, you know, Philly's not Scuffling, clicking a little bit, Buffalo, Kansas AC, City falling yep. apart. Yeah, Miami I mean, just lost both their defense out. champion yeah. out, so yeah, we'll see.
0: Hey, hey, I'm due. Got to win games. Forty four years too. <laughs> One week at a time. Yep. <laughs> so Matt you is on the clock with the first pick. Could be, after this weekend. (laughs) Hey, Dynasty nerds. It's time to take your Dynasty game to the next level with FFPC's Dynasty Startup Leagues. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, FFPC has a league for you, with entry fees ranging from $100 up to $5,000. Choose from a variety of formats, including Superflex, Best Ball Superflex, Triflex, 1QB, and Standard. With weekly lineups, waivers, trades, head-to-head matchups, and playoffs, FFPC's fully managed leagues provide the ultimate dynasty experience. Most importantly, the leagues are here to stay. FFPC has never had a dynasty league fold. They manage the entire commissioner experience from buy-in management to fulfilling your orphans. FFPC is perfect place to expand your dynasty league portfolio. And here's the best part. As dynasty nerds Listener, you can get $25 off any entry fee as a new member when you use the promo code NERDS. Head over to myffpc.com now to draft your team, manage your roster, and dominate your league with FFPC. That's myffpc.com. Promo code NERDS for $25 off any entry fee for new members. FFPC, where dynasty dreams become a reality.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, with the, one, with the one one, I think this is a slam dunk easy pick. Caleb Williams, obviously coming off a little bit of a disappointment uh, or a disappointing season, I guess, compared to the, his previous season where he won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, he's still the top guy, probably in the NFL draft and in Superflex Titan premiums. He should be pretty easily um, the top guy here. This There isn't much to debate here, I don't think, so, you know, Thirty touchdowns, five interceptions, over three thousand five hundred yards, and it's funny that last year
2: that's considered disappointing, right? You know, fantastic numbers did almost anything you could ask. It was just honestly, their defense was atrocious, and because of how bad their, I mean, their defense coordinator got fired partway through the season, and that cost them several games where he would have been in the running for Heisman again. They would have been looking at, you know, one of the New Year's bowls and things like that had they had a competent defense, but without it, it was a, it was a a disappointing season for the
1: Trojans. Right. I know on this podcast, we always talk about top 10 quarterback pick follow the draft capital. And I mean, this guy's been talked about as obviously going number one overall. So,
3: right. And if it's not Chicago, they end up, you know, deciding to go in a different direction, they're still going to move that pick. Somebody's going to come up and get him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I um, would be very surprised if he wasn't the number one overall pick. Yeah.
1: The number the one NFL concerns NFL. on him really are just playing within structure. Mm-hmm. People want to see that more. Uh, he tends to play hero ball too much, Gosh, but I well, think that's just, you know, being in college. And then he has the highest number of career fumbles since 2021 in FBS, and that's 31 fumbles. It's a lot of fumbles. And, lot. Lot. and he's it's not a huge guy either, right? No, uh, six, six yeah. one listed
2: at 6'1, which means he's probably five eleven and a half to six foot. Right. So yeah. It, we have several guys that have been able to succeed being smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's not the knock that it used to be, but he's definitely not your your prototypical size guy.
0: And he's also a high end fantasy quarterback, right? Yes. A quarterback that likes to get out of the pocket and make yeah. things happen. Uh, you know, when you, when you watch Pat Mahomes play, there's a lot of Pat Mahomes game to Caleb Williams, sure. you know, the arm angles, getting <laughs> the ball out, making quick decisions. He, he, he really does bring a lot of fantasy football upside as well. You know, when you look at a guy like Michael Penix jr, you know, who's less mobile, really sticks sure. to stay structured in the pocket, even though the other night he looked really good. Say, he I mean, ran when he needed to. He did. He looked good. against Texas doing it. Um, He he really does offer a high upside there, and he'll he should easily the Superflex League be the one one slam dunk no matter what your team needs are because that's the upside you get you get that top five fantasy football quarterback upside there, and that's just things you can't pass out and you know like Garrett Jared said we always talk on the show if you get top ten NFL draft pedigree you should go one two as many as they are quarterbacks in your league because they're such prized possessions. They're the highest scoring player on the field at all times. And even a guy like Jaden Daniels, if he goes top 10, he skyrockets. And then there's immediately an argument to take him over a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Especially with his running skills, skill set. Yeah. And then if you don't, you miss out on guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Um, some people, they miss out on guys like Justin Herbert. You miss out, but he was top 10, but even guys that offer that kind of ability, you miss out on those guys. And they're the haves and the have nots, and those are the—they're easily the ones that can carry you to a championship. When you have, if you can end up on your roster with two top six overall fantasy football quarterbacks, the rest of your roster could be just just okay, solid, Mm -hmm. and they're going to carry you every year in the playoffs. And then, and, and what this year showed us is you just have to get into the playoffs. That's all you have to do because injuries are abundant; anything can happen. There's sure. so many teams in this playoffs that went in the playoffs this year. So many one seeds came in third place this year. So many. My my league that I talked about for my hand league, I went undefeated. Most points um by 300 over second. I came I didn't come in third, I came in second place. Still, but I didn't win. I because those
1: of injuries yep. and missing players. Show, yeah. I was
0: I was trying to find like my last minute subs, you know, losing on guys like Keenan Allen, yep. Amari Cooper. Um I won I won back to back uh ships in Ohio Dino League. And I had, actually, I love I forgot I left Mari Cooper in the lineup.
2: Yeah. I I ended up winning the UDPL. I should have lost the round before if Brock Purdy hadn't put it up that giant turd. I would have lost the round before. So th- there was a bunch of guys that you would expect to do well in certain opportunities that failed or just were hurt. So it happens every year in the playoffs. Uh, I mean
3: every year is a, a it's a roll of the dice as to who's gonna be playing, who's hot. Mm-hmm. And who's just, and who doesn't have anything to play for anymore. And who has Kyron Williams. and who has Kyron Williams. (laughs) He's going to carry
0: you. And when you get a player like that, like a guy like, if you draft a Caleb Williams, and say you have Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, you know, you still take a guy like Caleb Williams because, one, you keep Caleb Williams and trade one of those guys away. Because some people are automatically going, oh, I could trade Caleb Williams. Like, all right, well, if you have Caleb Williams, the more valuable asset to trade away would be like a Justin Herbert. Um, or possibly Trevor Lawrence who's right, been the down there
3: established guy that still has a lot of you, values young. Yep. Yes.
0: And you keep the youth and you wait for the upside to the turnover. And then that player gives you the ability to go get the Jamar chase, the Ceedee lamb, the Justin Jefferson. And next week's show, we're going to talk about some uh, 24 wins, winners and losers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be coming really close on. I think probably the week after that, we'll probably do some our our favorite buys and our favorite sells of the offseason, which we do. So we'll do one show, favorite buys, one show, favorite sells, And trust me, there's a lot of good sells, and there's a lot of good, in my opinion, there's a lot of good buys this mm-hmm. year from town production. So that's why you take a guy like Caleb Williams, because that's the off- upside that he offers. So I'm going to clock here at 1-2. Yeah, you yeah. are. I'm going to preface this by saying when Drake May goes 1-2 overall, most likely, he'll be the my 1-2 pick. Okay. As of right now, he has not been drafted. That's so true. I'm going to take the best player here, and that's Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. Uh, he's not officially declared, but we saw he didn't play uh, in
3: the cotton bowl right. against Missouri. That's a big yep. hint. That's so a pretty big hint. Yeah.
0: When, when you talk about, you know, plus hear, he
3: saw the quarterbacks at Ohio state.
2: <gasps> yeah. He was like, wait,
3: I got to <laughs> play with who? I'm
1: not trying
0: to hurt my <laughs> jazz. <Jeff's not. laughs> oh when you hear the term generational players, um, it gets thrown around pretty loosely. And, that, and that's fine. Cause it's fun to talk about great players that way, but this is probably one of the best players I've seen come out the receiver position. The greatest I saw was Calvin Johnson, but then you know AJ Green and AJ Green in the same draft. AJ Green Jones. and Julio Jones yeah. were up there as well. But you know, there's not a lot of receivers that I've seen come out that I would just say this guy is a slam dunk. Sammy
1: Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> you usually, don't hear a receiver being the best non-draft, non-quarterback prospect in a draft. Yeah. And that's what's that's getting true. thrown around yep. here.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of big-time scouts will tell you this guy should go number one overall. Six foot four. Two hundred five pounds, and there's nothing he doesn't do well. He's extremely fast. He can get he, he can get behind the defenders. He can take the top off. He can stack a, a defender perfectly. He's got quick hands. He's got fantastic hands. Again, yeah, he's extremely fast. He does everything you want out of a receiver. His father Marvin Harrison Sr. was a fantastic receiver. Mm-hmm. Just did same thing. Did everything right. You know, kind of like. Kind of reminds me of like kind of like you know, he reminds me of like a Devontae Smith, why we loved him so much. He's he just everything right. Yep. Uh the way mm-hmm. he wins. and just Marvin Harrison does it at six foot four, two hundred five pounds. Physical
2: giftings are just different. But if you can have those physical giftings with the nuance of his father, like <sighs>
0: And that's and that's what he offers you. He 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 gives you everything that a small receiver does and everything that a big receiver does, and he is a big receiver. He's so easy to come in, and you know we. It's easy when we do the running backs. We go, oh, you know, Bijan Robinson's our dynasty running back one. Zeke's my dynasty running back one. Saquon's my dynasty running back one. The moment they enter the NFL, Marvin Harrison Jr. for me is probably right around wide receiver four overall. The moment he walks in, yep, he's behind probably Ceedee Lamb, Jamar Chase, and Justin Just,
3: Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, yeah. And to
0: be honest with you, um. I'm pretty close to getting, for me personally,
2: flipping C. Lamb and Jamar Chase. I'm going to say, I think the only one there's not a question is Justin Jefferson. Yeah. and I there's think a, You could make an argument for anybody, any other receiver. And,
0: and, I, and, and seeing where Marvin Harrison, like, there's an argument to be made for me. And I know we can keep from this again, because I, I talk about, it, like, taking Marvin Harrison Jr. and a guy like Jamar Chase, like, which again is crazy, but he is, he is that we talented. Know you hate him. So, no, I don't hate him. Um, so, Getting a get player like this, he, he, he's still really young, you know, 21 years old. To have a player like this you can put it in your lineup for 10 years is probably going to be at the top of their position. It's so hard to pass up. Yep. And even even how we put Bijan ahead of the quarterbacks last year, if you want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. here ahead of Drake May, because say you had all those quarterbacks I said before. Right. And I know Drake May offers that Justin Herbert kind of upside is where he offers there. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you could flip Justin Herbert for Justin Jefferson, people wouldn't say you were crazy. No, you know? they're going to go right around the same spot in a startup. It's pretty close. So Marvin Harrison Jr. fits that mold for me here. Where like, For example, in the UDPL league, you just won. Mm-hmm. I have Pat Mahomes, Anthony Richardson, Daniel Jones. I have the one-two. I My only receiver is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. in that league. So that's a prime example of a situation where I'm taking a receiver – over the quarterback because I have again could you trade uh, could I trade Drake May whatever I don't want to wait for that I just want to take the stud receiver because I would trade Drake May for Marvin Harrison Jr. So he is that kind of a prospect I don't know if you guys want to chime in with uh, what you've seen so far at Ohio State from him but to me he's an all-time prospect that I've ever watched on film
3: I don't have much to add man I, I feel like we are we've already kind of said how much we love him throughout the season that hasn't changed everything that he's done um has just kind of solidified that thought in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think the deeper I dive in, it's just going to keep getting, uh, I don't want to say it because I know Rich is going to just make
2: fun of me, more solid. It's just going to keep getting more solid, Rich. <laughs> right?
0: So go out there and pluck with those long arms.
2: <laughs> no, he is. He's, he's a freak of nature. And it's not just Ohio State homerism or anything right. like that. Like national pundits, everybody's been talking about it. Even last year, uh, I remember Gus Johnson on one of the, the – the telecast saying he's already the best receiver in college football. And that was as a sophomore, right? You know, he's not done anything to hurt his draft stock at all. He looks just as dynamic as ever. And even a lot of the off the field stuff bodes well for yeah, him. Like he's, they humble, talk
3: about, he's got a great work ethic. He, exactly. All that stuff. Man. Exactly.
2: He, from, from all reports is he's a guy that's constantly working on his craft, mm-hmm. like constantly working on it. Uh And yeah, for, for a receiver, does not have the diva complex that a lot of other receivers have. So, yeah, he's he's pretty freaking good. Yep. Pretty,
3: pretty freaking pretty good. Pretty special.
2: Jared, any he'd be the on? one,
0: He's clear-cut number one
2: in non There's non other super good flex receivers, stick. but for, for me, it's,
0: it's non things.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, receiver class mm-hmm. is deep. It's a very good receiver class, but it's still clearly Marvin Harrison for me. Yes, I agree. No thoughts for me, Garrett, but cool. you're on the clock. Well, I'm up. This made it easy for me because I was going to be happy with – Marvin Harrison, or Drake May, whoever fell to me at three. So I ended up getting Drake May here at three. And while Caleb Williams offers that crazy upside and just the excitement, I think Drake May is the type of quarterback, if you were to go into a lab and say, like, what do I want this guy to look like? What do I want him to throw like? Like, He's just got all of those prototype skills that you would think of when you think of a franchise quarterback. He's got the size 6'4", 230 pounds, So he's got a good frame on him. He's got good size. His arm is absolutely legitimate. Uh, He's been doing it for years. Uh, The the past two seasons have been unreal. If anything, this season was a slight, kind of like Caleb's slight disappointment. Two years ago, he put up over 4,300 yards and 38 touchdowns to seven interceptions. This year, only 3,600 yards and 24 touchdowns. But something that is a little overlooked in his game. Similar to you made the Justin Herbert comparison, and I think that is a fairly good comp for him because he's a much better athlete than a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, He has 100 yard rushing games on his resume, which you wouldn't necessarily think of a guy that size and that build who's looked at as a pocket passer, but he can do a lot running the football. Uh, 450 rushing yards this year, and nine rushing touchdowns so really good athlete really good kid there's not really a lot that could go wrong here. and, and remember last year and this was in a class where CJ Stroud looks like the best quarterback <coughs> coming out that we've seen in a long time fantastic rookie season uh, and, and obviously people were high on Bryce Young and, and, and Anthony Richardson too everyone was saying the two best quarterbacks are not eligible to come out this year. Right. It was Caleb Williams and Drake May. So if that gives you any indication on oh, I have to settle for Drake May. Okay, you're settling for who would have been the top quarterback in last year's class.
3: Right. And you know, it, as it's shaping up right now, it's the Commanders and the and the Patriots after after Chicago. Right. And those both those guys, the both those teams are going to have turnover. They're going to have probably new coaches there, and Correct. both of them need quarterbacks. So it's going to he, he's going to go two or three. So he's going to have the draft capital that you're looking for. Um, and I mean, unless somebody leapfrogs. leapfrogs him, but who I mean, who knows? But the way it's looking right now, Drake May is probably going to be either the second or third pick. Oh, he's going two. Yeah,
0: no, no doubt. He's too talented. His arm is his arm is beautiful. Like it just he's got a rocket arm, sexy arm.
2: Oh yeah, very sexy. I would not be surprised if if the Patriots figure out a way to jump up into that number one spot and take Caleb Williams. It would not I mean they only got to jump two spots. It's a great spot for the Bears to still get Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. Like that just seems like a, a match made in heaven. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah,
3: I mean, there's going to be a lot, I think, a lot of time and it's going to be overanalyzed. Till, we'll we'll till, talk about it even some, next week. We'll overanalyze till it ourselves. Until <laughs> something happens. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, if the Patriots lose and somehow the Commanders win next week, they could be number two. So then they're That's only true. moving up one spot, you know? Yeah.
2: Um, or they might not even have to and just say, we like both quarterbacks. We'll let the chips fall to us.
1: Right. He seems right. to have a real good understanding of like his offense, too. I watched a few like breakdowns of people that have played in the NFL. Cole mm-hmm. McCoy did one. Uh, J.T.O. Sullivan did one. At JJ, JJ, JT, I can't remember. But um, his dad actually played quarterback at North Carolina, too. So he, he's a guy that kind of grew up around the game. And you can tell when you watch it. Like, he seems to always know where he's going, where his reads are. Um, when he's scrambling, he knows where to look. Uh, his brother played basketball at North Carolina. His other brother was a baseball player at Florida. So a- athleticism just runs in that bloodline. So um, And Baldow is a true
0: freshman, too. Like, he came out as a freshman and started playing really, really well.
2: Yeah, he redshirted well, one year while sure, yeah. Howell was Sorry. there. Yeah, but not yeah, true he was, freshman. Red, right. as a freshman, friend, but still true freshman. Still pretty impressive. Yeah,
0: but immediately when he came out, like, oh, this kid is something to look at. Like right for like Mitch, you know, like oh, this kid's something, yeah. something to look at
2: around here. Absolutely.
0: And and, and, it just, and it also goes back to show you how good Marvin Harrison Jr. is so to even consider taking over him over a quarterback. this will go number two in the draft
2: and North Carolina to give them credit traditionally looked at as a basketball school and I get it neither one of these guys are elite NFL quarterbacks but there's plenty of schools that don't put out any NFL quarterbacks for it to go Mitch Trubisky and then Sam Howell and then Drake May it shows that they're they're building a little bit of a pipeline and a reputation of building up that that quarterback position and Mac Brown's done a great job, obviously. He was at Texas for a long time. Did some great work there. And he's he's made this not just a basketball school anymore. Uh, a lot of good NFL prospects have come out of North Carolina the past few years, specifically at quarterback. Yep.
0: A very exciting prospect.
2: And don't, don't you forget running back. Come on. Um, trust me,
0: I have not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: guys. Let me tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live Woo. on Sleeper right now. The Dynasty so GM, you use the analyzer. That you can use nice. the, uh, the, the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right? Where all your trades from all your Sleeper Leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual sleeper at and right now we could be more excited to be partners with them and right now if you don't know they are doing dfs and i know how many people that play dynasty play dfs as well and right now there's not a better place to play dfs than sleeper they're offering up to a 100 times your entry the highest payout in the whole dfs market Right now, you can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time. All you gotta do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live, in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than predicted stats, and only on sleeper, you get up to 100 times your payout. You can share it with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code NERD so our friends know that friends sent them their way. No way. Um, <laughs> and get your deposit match and Friendly. have a good time. You'll have all your DFS all of your fantasy leagues. And now even a dynasty gem in one spot is fully operational inside sleeper right now. And then when you're a nerd, Herd member, you get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty nerds app. Cause they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend sleeper. Check out a DFS. Use that promo code nerd.
1: Get your whole estate.
0: <laughs> <set>.
1: <laughs> so I'm next, uh, here at pick one Oh four. Um, and like Matt said earlier, this, this, this draft class is really strong at wide receiver. And we not only have Marvin Harrison jr, but I mean, neighbors I'm taking Malik neighbors here from, from LSU. Um, Some are putting him up right up in that tier with Marvin Harrison. Some have him down in another tier with Roma Dunze, but neighbors finished the season. And now he's the all-time leader in career receiving yards at LSU with 3,003. And he's the career leader in receptions with 187. Um, And, and, Most are calling him one of the best wide receivers, if not the best to come through LSU. And don't forget who's played there. Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson, Landry, OBJ, Dwayne bow, Brandon LaFell. So they're, they're a receiver factory. So that just goes to show you how good this kid is. He's extremely electric when the ball's in his hands, he's forced the FBS leading 26 missed tackles on receptions. He was the Blitnikoff award finalist this year. Um, analytics from this year he had the third highest slot yards per out run since 2014 with 3.04 and that that stat is really good just on its own of a merit of how good a wide receiver is on his own and you plug him into different offenses it just will it, it it has a real good correlation to how good they will do at the next level um really love this kid Extremely athletic, like I said, he has good length to him. Six foot, two hundred pounds. Um, so I think if you don't hit on Marvin Harrison, you don't have the opportunity to take him at one hundred four, one hundred five, depending if Daniels goes before him. Even one hundred six, you might be able to grab a guy like Neighbors, and I think he's going to be a really good pro.
3: I mean, interesting. I haven't had a lot of time to look at his into his film. You know how I love my LSU wide receivers, though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely take a deep dive into Neighbors. He sounds interesting. as hell. I mean, just having you talk about them like that. Um, anyone that could come out of that program and, and lead it in receptions uh, is doing something right. Right. So um, I look for, I look forward to diving in to neighbors personally.
2: Yeah. I, everything I've seen from him this year, he was, he was one of those guys that was on, he was on everybody's radar coming in, but he, he really elevated his stock this season. And he went from a guy that's like, Oh yeah yeah, he's going to be in the conversation as one of the top, seven, eight wide receivers in this class. We'll see how things develop To He's pretty clear cut in most people's book as the number two guy right now in this class. So he did a great job really elevating his game. And, and that coincided with Daniel's kind of elevating his, mm. they both kind of grew together this season, but really great player. He's the only one of these like main players that doesn't have great size he's got decent size and obviously listed at six foot he's probably going to come in at 5'11 uh, which last year we would have loved to have okay no five foot nine guys, at 5'9 5'9 guys yes. man. <laughs> uh, but he, he's the only one here that's going to be maybe a tad bit under what we typically look for a wide receiver but we've seen so many guys in that range just feast at the he's NFL just level fine. so it's, it's not, Jean, not a concern
3: jane at all. reed was about that right five i think he was even a little bit smaller but Around two hundred pounds, five yeah. five or ten, five yeah. or ten, five at eleven. Yeah. Everything
0: I've seen neighbors just casually uh, I think the best word I think Garrett Jared said it was like electric. Like when I see him get the ball, he's just an electric player. Yeah. It makes big time plays when he has the ball. So and anytime you come into a school like that and break those kind of records. Yeah. That's a statement. That's big and time. everything I've read up to date is the same thing. They they the neighbors is like right there. Um, probably another top ten pick. And I've read the same thing, top yeah. ten. Like pretty sure to go top 10 NFL draft, which tells you a lot as well. So,
3: all right. Uh, so I'm up next. I'm going to, I took Jaden Daniels. I went back to the quarterbacks. Um, I just feel like the premium at that position is going to push him up. Obviously he won the Heisman trophy um, this past season through 40 touchdowns um, to only four interceptions over 3,800 yards. And then on top of that, he, he rushed for over a thousand yards, over 1100 yards actually um, with another 10 touchdowns. So, He's got multiple ways to beat you. I I do believe, um, you know, that that combination of rushing upside and and just uh, I think above average ability to throw the ball. Um, Justin Fields could he be Justin Fields? I have no idea. Um, You know, there was he's not Lamar Jackson. He's he's a step down from Lamar, right, as far as rushing ability, but he's fast. I mean, you see that guy on tape. He is fast. He's outrunning guys in the open field. Um, So. I don't exactly know how to nail him down yet, but I know a guy that offers that much rushing upside is going to score a lot of fantasy points um, potentially. So uh, at this early stage, that's where he's at for me. Um, I I just couldn't pass that up.
2: Yeah. And even just projecting out the the NFL draft capital right now, he looks a lot to go in the first round more than likely top 10. And at that point, even if, like, like, for me so far, and once again, haven't done a deep dive, I don't love Jaden Daniels. But I would probably take him right around here anyway yeah. just because of that, that draft capital and how valuable those quarterbacks are in Superflex. I, so, just for, I mean, remember
3: the conversations we were having last year about Anthony Richardson, right? right? Yeah. And it's not that different in my brain. The arguments that I think he's he maybe even a little bit more consistent. Than Anthony Richardson was last year. You know what I mean? So more polish, uh, more polish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, we'll see exactly how the draft process goes and where he ends up getting drafted and how much capital there is there, um, to see whether or not he can maintain this position. But, but for funny right now is, for this fun little thing that we're doing, I think this is a perfect spot
2: for him. The, the funny <laughs> thing is my, my gut wanted me to say this and then I stopped myself, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I wanted to say like, well, Daniels is a little more slight, so maybe more of an injury risk than, than Anthony <laughs> Richardson. No, just kidding. <laughs> He's not as consistent as just, Anthony just Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Not as consistent. I think,
0: you know, I'm gonna, I'll call this, maybe it's too early or not, but it's fine, on January 2nd. like I, I feel like Jaden Daniels, if he goes top 10 NFL draft, is going to be such good value in Superflex leagues because he. In, I bet in a lot of leagues where he just went here, what, 1-5? Mm-hmm. He's going to slip a little bit more because you have a generational talent at tight end in Brock Bowers. Um, you, you already have the, the two wide receivers we already took. And Roma Dunze is nobody to just swipe away either. I mean, he'll probably go top 15 as well in NFL draft. And he's really good. So, like the Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen's where even Justin Herbert's where the, say he goes like nine NFL drafts and Justin Herbert won top seven. Where people will be like, "Yeah, I really like Jaden Daniels, but he's not for sure at all. He's more of a running quarterback, and we'll we'll find his nitpicking uh, things to nitpick about him here in the coming months." But like Brock Bowers is a guaranteed tight end and tight end premium. Like he's the next big thing. I can't. I'm not missing out on that.
3: Can't pass up on a which is
0: crazy. Even say out loud that you would take a top ten a tight end. I don't don't care who it is. I I don't care if it's Travis Kelsey. You know, like end puts over a thousand yards receiving, you are like this is the greatest receiver of all time. <laughs> Just a th- that's that's a, that's what eighty yards a game not oh, that not even, not even yeah, that's like yeah. sixty yards a game sixty yards a game. So like it used to be now over top sem- ten quarterback seventeenth game it's
3: even less. Yeah.
0: and nobody likes to tight end more than I do. But like that's that that's going to happen. <laughs> Speaking of that, so I am going to clock, and I am one hundred percent taking Brack Bowers here, there which we is go. what a great, which subject. is like. If you want an Italian premium, if you want to take Brack Bowers over to Malik Neighbors, okay. If Jane if Jangles goes top 10, like it's, it depends where he goes. Like sure. He might have to go after Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll see how it all plays out um, and what your team needs. But when you talk about Brack Bowers, like I just said a, a little bit ago, I'm glad my first two picks are two players I have had a time the, I've, I've watched every snap of Marvin Harrison Jr., but I've been following Brock Bauer since his freshman year. Right. Because that's how long this dude has been balling out. He just turned 21, less than a month ago, on December turned 13th. So he'll be 21 all of next year as well. You know, he had that he had that foot injury. He had a tight rope surgery uh, a little over a month ago. Came back, still balled out. No, no big deal for him. This kid's six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, and moves like an elite wide receiver. He's gonna run into four fours. His route running I mean could it be a little bit better but he's a tight end yeah could be but his hands are dynamic his his ability to his balance his ball skills being able to line up all over the field his speed for a tight end he's number like I said in the 44s four is is gross like trying to put a linebacker or a safety on him is such a mismatch all he does is win and after the freshman after his freshman year people were talking about if this kid came out right now He'd be a top 15 pick at the position. He will be a top 10 pick this year in the NFL draft as well. But he can line up all over. His routes are solid. He can block. You put the ball in his hands, and he's fantastic. Because not only do have the speed, but he's also got some shiftiness to him as well. You'll see he'll make the first tackler miss he will. a lot. He does that often. So when we're looking at, we talked about before, where does Marv Harrison Jr. slide in? It'll be an argument for Brock Bowers is where his he slide in at the tight end position right away. We we saw the unicorn in Kyle Pitts. What happened to him? Uh, his freshman year, or his rookie year coming out, even just coming out before he did anything, it was skyrocketing. And then he had a thousand yards, and it was like, good luck trying to buy Kyle Pitts. And then Arthur Smith came around with that stupid mustache, <laughs> and destroyed everything we love in Drake London, B. John <laughs> Robinson, and Kyle Pitts. So
3: everything we love, you know,
0: as good as as good as Sam Laporta was this year. As good as my husband has looked over these last couple weeks, he's oh. looked. Guys, he's looked. It's good. Mm. little <clears throat> tap on the tuck. Uh, other than that dropsy's
3: game. He had that dropsy's
0: game. Hey, 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 calm down. Just saying. Sorry.
1: When you listen the to one, like, the one in the rain, he had the wrong gloves. Wrong he gloves. the wrong gloves. Yeah, got to get the right gloves. Yep, he had the, the wrong gloves. No big deal. The way his Georgia teammates talk about him is just like, that dude is different. Like, every time I hear an interview, it's just like, uh, Brock Bowers is that dude. Like, he's just built different. He's a freak. And that's no Georgia too. Does. It's not like yeah, a random right. like Mac school. Yeah. It's
2: Georgia won two national championships in the past three years. And, right. and
3: there are guys that just it looks easy for them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it looks like for him. It looks like he's that <laughs> much better. It looks almost easy. I've got no negatives so, yeah.
0: against him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are...
2: We got time. Size maybe. I was say, no. number, yep. probably coming in at 6'3". The yeah.
0: number one right. people say is like oh, and kind of, Sam Laporta got a little bit of his size too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, he's a bowling ball, but like his size... Like, I don't. He's fine. He's a big wide receiver, so he's just fine. I don't care if he's six don't want or whatever. Break. He is unbelievable and has been every single year and almost every single game he's ever played in.
2: I, I do think the the one thing that's tricky, uh, not with tricky. Bauer specifically, but just the tight end position, is it does feel like that one is the most landing spot quarterback offensive mind. Dependent. Uh,
3: how are they going to use them? How is it going to be in the scheme? Yeah, we've
2: seen some really good tight ends not get used, and we've seen some very mediocre tight ends have incredible seasons mm-hmm. just because quarterback that likes to check it down or an offense that really features a tight end. And so it, it does seem like the one position out of all of these where most of them I don't really care that much about the landing spot. This is the one position where I do care a tiny bit more.
0: All right, here, here we go. Ready. Right now, currently, the Chargers have the one, two, three, four, fifth overall pick. <sighs> he goes to the Chargers.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it's instantly it. a top yeah. three. I mean,
0: they just took a, a, to a quarter, wide receiver who's disappointed in the first round. Both the receivers, should, both those guys, hey, you have, have a new coach coming back. Allen's going to be 31. Mike Williams will probably be on a different team next year. Instantly the number one guy there. In LA with Justin Herbert in the new office, they bring in there. I mean, if he goes to the Chargers, how hot? Like, you're taking, are you taking him ahead of Malik Neighbors? Yeah, he Entire probably he probably
2: goes right after Drake. Depends May. on the premium of the league. Probably goes right after Drake May, I would guess. Right
1: Jets, there, right? The Jets are at eight. They need a tight end. Jets I mean, could do it. The Jets could do it. The
0: Giants could do it. The Titans could do it. You know, they're um, honestly Washington do it if they don't get a quarterback. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, everybody but Atlanta in that top 10 could do it. And it's for Chicago. So, I mean, but he's... Everything we talk about, like Marvin Harrison Jr., like generational, like Brock Bowers says that. He's a better prospect than Kyle Pitts was. So, he's... He'll probably end up coming out as the best tight end prospect I've ever seen.
1: Is that three years straight now that you probably have said that? Probably. Yeah. You said that... Kincaid last year, right?
0: I said he's one of the best prospects I've ever seen at tight end. Yeah. I still I still stand by it. But I also said the whole class was really sweet, no, too. I mean,
1: yeah, we've had really good tight ends They're, coming in lately. Yeah, um, really good class. But, I
0: mean, before that, nobody – I mean, then there's Pitts, who's yeah. – I mean, at that point, Pitts was the best prospect. Still I a good I've prospect. Seen. Still a great prospect.
2: <laughs> well, no. And he's washed. Up until recently, <laughs> the tight end wasn't featured as much, so we didn't have a lot of great athletes trying to play the position. Yeah. Uh, it is
3: starting. To, we we talked about that a few weeks ago. Right? Yeah, I mean that it's it it kind of it took time to filter all the way down all from way down. the yeah. the lower levels, and, and now it's everybody watched
2: Gronk up. and yep. Jimmy Graham, and they're yeah. like, wait, maybe tight end is a mm-hmm. cool position to play.
0: Yeah, we'll enter twenty twenty four the deepest tight end class I've ever seen. Fine, like after a, literally a decade of talking about it on this podcast. We'll finally have depth at the position, and like the low end of that depth that you're happy with is like Jake Ferguson, and I'm very happy with that at my roster. You know, yeah, um, a good season. And it's all these young guys emerging, and we're talking about you know David Njoku has taken a massive oh, step forward this year, he's massive like step forward. I I, tr- I traded away
2: David Njoku right before Joe Flacco got there.
0: <laughs> I traded away right. Two, two weeks before the playoffs. I got a non-tight end premium. Somebody offered me a 24 yeah. first, which is now end up pick uh, 110.
2: See, I only got a second. And, and I was just like, it's a, it's, it's a tight end. They're all the same after the first few guys. I'll take a second. Yeah, we're good.
0: Whoops.
3: Whoopsie.
0: You know, and then with the emergence of the, the young guys now, you mentioned Jake Ferguson, but the Trey McBrides, who's Ooh, in year two, phew, Sam Laporta, McBride. Dalton Kade. Um, we haven't,
3: I mean, Musgrave was doing well before he got injured. And, yeah, and even, his, even his fill-in. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that filled in for oh, Musgrave. Oh, Kraft. Tucker Kraft? Yeah, yeah,
0: Kraft. Thank you, Kraft. He did good too. Yeah, yeah. He did looks well. good, too. Yep. Luke Musgrave. Great buy in the offseason.
2: Add him to the list. Yep. All so, right. I'm up at 1-7. And I knew I was taking a Washington Husky here. I wasn't confident on which Washington Husky I was going to take. But I knew I was going to take a Washington Husky here. Uh, I ended up taking Romo Dunze over Michael Penix. If Penix gets first-round draft capital, though, which after how he looked last night against Texas, you play like that in a bowl game, not just a bowl game, but in the college football playoffs. Yeah. And especially if he then goes out and beats Michigan. Right. It seems very likely he'll be a first-round prospect. But before that, he was thought to be more of a day-two guy. He's uh, got
1: Jim Nagy... uh, Teased the other night other day, I think yesterday, uh, he's gonna be at senior bowl. Sounds like. Ooh. Yeah, definitely. Dude,
0: his deep ball is a thing. And we've been talking about him now for beautiful. We've been talking about him now for a couple months now in the podcast. It's yeah. like randomly throw him in here. Like his arm is beautiful.
2: It is. So if if he's sexy, if he gets first round draft capital, I am probably switching this. But as of right now, I did take Romo Dunze ahead of him. And he was a really interesting one because had a fantastic year last year. And then all the buzz in the offseason was, Romo Dunze is overrated. Just watch this year. He's going to be the best candidate of this group. What does he do? He goes from 1,100 yards to Fifteen hundred yards, number, number two in the country. Seven touchdowns to thirteen mm-hmm. touchdowns, and he is somebody that when you're when he goes to the combine, he's probably not going to put up crazy numbers. He's going to be a very mediocre athlete. Four but, five five. Is that four, what you're seeing? Yeah, yeah. Four five five type, type of, of player. Yeah. But we're we're talking a guy that's listed at 6'3", 200 pounds. So I mean, he's got good size to him, but man, he just I love the way he plays. I love. he's a smart player. He is a smooth player. He makes. He's got very reliable hands. Just he does everything so well. Uh, so I've heard some Keenan Allen comps, and I don't hate them. Ooh. Ooh, that's uh, a good comp. Uh, he, I, he does kind of remind me of that Keenan Allen type player, where good size, but not a freak athlete, but. Man, is he smooth, and man, does he just seem to always come down with the football. And I think Michael Penix kind of flying up boards has a lot to do with him. Now, his whole receiving core is pretty good, and they kind of all played well together. Maybe not to the level that I'm about to say, but it kind of reminds me what happened when your Joe Burrow ascended out of nowhere, and Chase was with him, and Chase, Jefferson and was with Justin him, Jefferson, Jefferson, and they yeah. yep. all these guys kind of raised each other's game. I don't think these guys are at that level But it does remind me of that where guy that's a little bit overlooked, a little bit of an older player, but he's always had the tools. And this year, it finally all came together, was healthy, and these receivers kind of just climbed with him. So I I love this whole situation. But Romo Dunze, he seems to have a very high floor for me. Will he ever be that elite wide receiver one? Probably not. But could Dang, be. he could just because, because he does everything
1: he so freaking well. I think he can 100%. He's still only 21. He's not that yeah. old. He's yeah, just for for being a senior, uh-huh. he's not. Not a quote-unquote early declare, people say. For, right. for
0: some uh-huh. reason, I end up watching – I don't know how I end up watching more Washington games, I think, more than any other team uh-huh. in college football outside of Ohio State. I don't know how sure. it even happened. happened. Bucs are on late.
1: Yeah, they, yeah on.
0: I just end up watching, like, not even whole games, but, like, part and he always – I've said. To you, I think I, I don't know. You, you or Matt? I've always said that Roman Dunze guy. Man, like he is just. They were a, on TV a lot this year. He's a baller, man. And like one of the things you mentioned, like pretty good team. He goes. <laughs> yeah. He'll go get the ball. He will. Like
2: he attacks. He has the a football. my ball
0: mentality. Yeah, yep. and he comes to, And you said. You said come down with the ball, but like he goes and I want to emphasize that he goes and gets the ball.
2: He does. There's
0: everything he does is just really smooth. He's a. He's a pure wide receiver, and when yes. you're when you're a player like that, you don't need to run four threes. This is where like the four three thing gets completely like overblown. When sure. you're a Marvin Harrison run a four three, then you yeah you're you're a generational talent. Yeah, but Roman Dunes is everything I want out of a receiver.
2: Even last night, I'm watching the game, and towards the end of the game, they're kind of trying to put the nail in the coffin against Texas, and a beautiful ball down the sideline by Penix, and romo dunze it doesn't even look like he's aware that the ball is there because the db's watching him the entire time all of a sudden late hands plucks it late out hands. and and the guy didn't have a chance to bring his right it's just that awareness that he constantly has he's just a professional receiver a skill set that is so
0: good to have a receiver that so many receivers can't do this late hands yep it's mark Cooper does it beautifully mm-hmm. You know, the, the have late hands is how you can win. You don't even have to be, you, you win against the backs all the time because they yeah, have no the idea ball's the ball coming. The Bay will have that attribute is such a special talent. And you said like, Oh, I don't know if Roman dude's going to be a wide receiver one. I a hundred percent think he'd be a wide receiver it, one. Here's the I, receiver one it, I said, It's a, but.
3: it's a tool in the bag, right? I mean, like if you're, if you have tons of separation, maybe you don't need that tool. Because right? you, you're separating. Sure. You're, you got two yards of separation on every kill. <laughs> Exactly. He he, he, can, he can literally throw I mean, his hands away. It like doesn't matter because he's, he's so far away from people. But if you're a 4-5-5 guy, it's a great tool to have. And it's, it, it's one of those essential things that's going to get you just that little bit of extra space. And that's, all, that's what it is in the NFL. You win in little increments here and there. And it sounds like he's got
1: one of those tools at least. Absolutely. So I am next <clears throat> at 108 and I'm going to take the guy who was throwing the ball, Michael Penix Jr. Good size, 6'3", 215, and we were recording this on Tuesday night, and he played last night against Texas and absolutely lit them up in the Rose Bowl. Um, they're moving on against Michigan in the national championship, and like Garrett just said, I mean, if he puts on another performance like that, I don't see how they're, he's not going to go in the first round. Right? I mean, he's just so accurate outside the numbers. I think I, I saw a stat on Twitter where he threw for over 2,000 yards just outside the numbers. Wild. And we spent a lot of time talking about how Bryce Young was not good yeah, at that. not and capable the, almost. Why of doing we were that. concerned with yeah. that and the way the NFL game's changing. Um, you got to be able to push the ball downfield and, and, and be accurate. And accuracy has always been one of my top things I'm looking for in a quarterback. Um, he avoids negative plays. He only took 11 sacks this year, which is crazy for the That's amount crazy of times that they threw the ball. Right. Um, had a very low turnover-worthy play percentage, which PFF tracks that. So he was only at 2.7%. And for just context, Caleb Williams was at 9.2%. So um, just a great passer. Concerns with him, tore his ACL in both knees early on in his career. He's older. He's 24. Um, so those are, are Didn't two he also cons. have a like sh- shoulder in, uh, issue as well? Um,
0: I, I'm not sure. I All notice. four years at Indiana, he ended on, like, an yep. IR. Two yeah. it, two knee injuries, two upper body injuries.
1: Okay. I didn't have that note, so thank you for that, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, I mean, those are the cons on him. Just not extremely mobile. He he was much more mobile earlier in his career. After those knee surgeries and everything, he's a lot less mobile. But I think he's mobile enough. I mean, he's. According psh- to Michael Irvin, he's he's Mike Vick. <laughs> did, did, you hear, said? did you hear him say that today No
2: Yeah Michael Irvin came on And he's like Yeah it reminds me of Mike Vick I'm like oh, Just look at a stat sheet even Just look at a stat sheet <laughs> real quick yeah. That'll tell you He's not Mike Vick <laughs> I know I've read Like you know
0: From one of the biggest cons too is like he When he does get is it Outside just, the pocket it he it just as he's left handed like
2: In black And can run In the game last night
0: What'd you, what'd you say Rich <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a knock on Penix Is like when he does get Like flushed out of the pocket Usually It's when he starts to get make bad decisions or his accuracy is off. But like last night like you said, like he looks really good outside the pocket. Um, and that's his biggest con is always going to be like, he's not mobile. Yeah. And that's fine. It's, it's, like like, it's going to be a question mark. He, right? he I mean, could push the ball downfield yeah. at a high level. I mean, you mentioned, I don't know how at this point he gets out of the first round. I think there's a team that he would fit beautifully on to be able to sit and learn NFL, which I don't think he needs to sit. Cause he's been in college football for six years, four years, in Indiana last two at Washington, the Rams. I mean, I I had that
1: written down here.
0: Did you like the ran, back yeah. of the first round? Rams are a playoff team. Yeah, Matt Stafford's older with Sean McVay, and Matt Stafford's had an overly mobile quarterback at this at this stage of his career, sure. too.
1: Yeah. I come in there and run that offense. He'd fit in there. I mean, he'd fit in there perfectly. I think so too. Mid, mid to late first. I I think that's where he could end up. And I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Denver, Minnesota, Atlanta. Yeah, all those all those teams really need a quarterback. Seattle,
0: another really good spot for him. Like, I I just don't know. And then definitely Seattle. I mean, how how if you're a Seahawks fan, yeah, right? And your team's on the board, and Michael Penix, like you don't take that player. Like, how do you how do you not do that? He's from your state. Well, actually, he's from Florida, but yeah. Um, well, he plays football he right plays, now football yeah, in that in state. The and state. He, he's
1: played really well against good competition this year, too. He's come up big in, in big games, just the like The fact that saw. they beat Oregon and then beat
2: Oregon again, like that was that was really impressive. It's tough to beat good teams twice. He'll Literally. be really
0: good. If he goes in the first round, he'll be the player that I, and all the teams I was playoff teams, I have a first-round pick still in my Superflex leagues, he'll be the player that I'm praying falls to me. Right. Praying that he falls to me. Cause his arm is that good. Like I don't, I don't even know how he's not good in the NFL. I mean, it's fine he can't move, but there's a ton of quarterbacks that can't move, and you don't need a quarterback to be able to move in the NFL. Stroud's these days. not the They're best protected. mover,
1: but I mean, he he does it enough. You know, yeah, yeah. He's I, extremely accurate. That design can draws, draws for him last. He's night. He's no
0: Clayton Tune. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, so move, moving on to my next pick. So this was the guy that I was kind of uh, I I I drafted him on name recognition. Sure. Went in and looked at some film after I was, I
1: was whelmed. Well, I'll just call it That's a lot of people are coming around like that too. Um,
3: yeah. So, so the, the pick I made here was uh Keon Coleman, obviously there a lot of buzz in the off season. He transferred from Michigan state. He, he chose uh, Florida state started off really well against LSU and, and had some good games at the beginning of the season pretty much tapered off though. You know what I mean? Did. It, it didn't take very long. He ended the season as like 130th as far as receiving yards, 658 uh, receiving yards, 11 TDs. He's, I mean, he's a big guy, six foot four, 215 pounds, what he's listed at. Um, so I think there's some stuff there to work with, but I just... He, I mean, the one the one tape I was watching was him in actual slow motion. I, I, so, <laughs> they took it, so they took it so, down already. So, OK, good. So so we're going to get that updated and, and, and get that up to normal speed. Um, but even the even the normal speed film that I was watching, he, he looked a little bit sluggish to me. Um, so I, I'm going to have to really dig in and see all the tape before sure. I kind of. X him off my list or anything crazy like that. Sure. But, but
2: more of a round two guy for you, more so than a round one guy C- right correct. now. Correct.
3: Yeah. I just think this was probably a little bit too early after having watched the film.
2: Yeah. No, he did. He he came out gangbusters those yeah. first few weeks and he's definitely one of those players when you put on the highlights, yeah. you're like, he's going to make some cool whoo. things. He's going to make some highlight reel catches. That's he, a good way to put it. He's legit. legit- he legitimately made one of the best catches I've ever seen a college player or NFL player make like yeah. where he one handed caught like the middle of the ball, Yeah, which Usually. I can see how you would catch the point yeah. when it's coming down, yep. but he caught like the, it was, it was crazy, but you're right. There are some nuances to his game that maybe aren't there that some of the other players might have. So I'm, I'm excited to dig deep and see how much of this is just raw physical, yeah, like uh, incredible athlete I and mean. and how much of it is
3: being a good post receiver. Cause we've seen those type of players mm-hmm. and they can get away with that crap in college. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the NFL, you get eaten up if yeah, you don't, you if you don't have new.
1: nuances and,
3: and you're not in into the little details of being wide receiver.
1: And by all means, I mean, everything I've read about Keon Coleman is how he's an extremely hard worker and great locker room guy, a guy you want. He's always in there first and like getting his work done. Um, so maybe he's one of those guys that can improve in those yeah, areas. I, but I, I
3: mean, I hope so. I'm not going to write always, anyone off, especially this early in the process. I'm always
1: concerned about guys that are strictly jump ball guys. Like yeah. body control is extremely important, but when you, but that's your only thing. Yep. That's, that's it it's spells, lim- It's limiting. Yeah. In the NFL. One, one cool thing about him is he played, Basketball at Michigan State earlier in his career too, his college career. He played both football yeah. and basketball, and it shows up shows up in his tape. I mean, obviously, eleven touchdowns. Uh, only, yeah, only, he off only fifty strong. receptions. You know what <laughs> I mean? Eleven <laughs> touchdowns.
0: He Faded towards the end of the year. Like he started off like real strong in the year. Yeah. Well, once I saw, Jordan
3: Chavis went down. Um, yeah, they didn't, losing didn't have their much quarterback. At quarterback. I mean, once I saw, like I found his stats. I saw how far down the list he was. I I was like, he had to have missed a couple games. He he didn't. He did. <laughs> there was no games. He just. Had some clunkers, man. So uh it it was a rough go there for a little while. Yeah. All
0: right, mine the clock. Yep. You're, you're up. up. All right. I am on the clock. What pick is this? Is pick ten. number ten. Yep. Um yeah, so I have a player here that I didn't know I, I, I've I've seen him rise up a lot of people's boards and rankings. I even like Dame Brugler put out today, like his top list of top five receivers they he gave big time grades to. And number four overall, Overall was Brian Thomas Jr. I um, had one spot ahead of Keon Coleman at LSU, six foot four, two hundred five pounds, and you know you see that six, four, 205, like oh it's a big receiver. I, I just say to you, like did a quick glance at film. This dude can move. He can. Um, yeah, he's good. The number one thing I saw, like like again going real quick, is he gets off the line really fast, really fast. So he's a big receiver, vertical threat, um, get up the line. Really, really well.
3: 17 but, touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I saw that he tracks the ball very, very well. I didn't see a lot of that in a, in a quick field, um, a quick
3: glance, but he tracks the ball really well. Big-time playmaker there. Almost 1,200 yards. He's did. He he's got some impressive stats, that's for sure. I, I haven't watched him yet. but
0: Yeah, so for me to get a guy that can move like that, to get off the line and be able to run routes and actually go out and get the football at that size, that wins at the NFL. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, that's something that can come out and win. I can't, he, from, you know, a 12-minute, and I know you say 12 minutes, like that's not a lot of time, but when you're in a nerd's film room, like 12 minutes is a lot like of time. It's like three
1: games sometimes. Yeah, it's games. like
0: three games that you can watch real quick. You know, not like, not, yeah. no notes, just casually watching it. This is something that I'm excited to dig into because I, mean, I, no, I had no
3: idea about him. He's the second really option. You know, Malik Neighbors <laughs> is the first option. He, he got, <gasps> got, their got, quarterback almost, won the Heisman. He got almost 1,200 yards and 17 touchdowns. Like that, those are really impressive Numbers, there's
0: a lot of things I saw on film yeah. that he did that you're like, Ooh, Ooh, what's oh, it, what's okay? It? Matt's oh.
1: excited. He got two LSU receivers. again. Yeah, Brian Thomas yeah
0: six foot four, 205 <laughs> pounds, gets off the ball really well. Um, you know, for what I've seen here, like doing you know, some quick notes on him as well, is like he can vary his route running. Uh, doesn't seem like he's overly great in um, traffic, like the contested catch kind on of the player. You know, get a little Quint, I hope it's not a Quentin Johnson kind of thing. I'm looking at there. you know, the big receiver that can't go out and fight for the football. Right. But again, I mean, I really like the way he was able to go and attack and find the football and get off the line and that in his speed to be that vertical threat and actually see him line up in the slot as well uh, there for LSU. So big receiver, this class is gonna be full of them. This guy offers a ton of upside here at the back end of the first.
2: Yeah, no, I think, I think it's a great option. Uh, I, he's another one that I haven't dug a ton into and Preseason, there was not a lot of buzz on him at all because this was really his first real season. He's coming off like a 300 yard season or something. Yeah, the this was his season. first yeah. real season. So that always does make me wonder a little bit, like, but then again, it's LSU. You know, yeah. it's, it's a tougher place to be able to get reps yep. uh, compared to some other schools. So I'm interested to dig into him. Uh, I have pick 11 here, and it's crazy for most years to say we're at pick 11, and this is the first running back off the board. Crazy. It's wild. I don't know that that's. I can't remember a draft like that, uh, and all that to even say this guy might not even be available to take. I, I honestly,
3: I <clears throat> I was thinking about taking him maybe in the Keon Coleman slot a couple, uh-huh. but I was like, I don't even know if he's coming out. I'm not gonna take.
2: Him. Yeah, I don't know if he's coming out either. But overall, this is probably the weakest running back class that we've seen, and there'll be some guys that crop up as we watch film that we like and we're interested in. But there's not that headliner or two name that we get most years. Travion Henderson, what helps is he's kind of kept it the whole way through. He was the number one running back in the class Mm -hmm. uh, coming out of high school, went to Ohio State, played right away, and had a fantastic season. And it seems crazy now, but there were conversations of, is he Bijan Robinson level? Because when you come in as a freshman at Ohio State, put up, 1200 yards and 15 touchdowns as a true freshman, those are the types of conversations you have. Right. Problem is, he's dealt with a lot of never the big injury, nagging injury, but just a lot of nagging injuries. Only played eight games as a sophomore, only 10 games this year. And honestly, up until about the last four or five games of the season, I was like, man, maybe he's not, maybe he's not what I. Remembered maybe mm-hmm. I'm just you know rose colored glasses, and then it seemed like he was finally healthy again. Yeah, and man, he was hitting those holes hard, he was confident. Like he lateral
3: was, burst was oh back.
2: Oh my goodness, he looked fantastic. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be back, but I think he's a very very talented back, and I love guys that have kept that pedigree the whole way through. Number one back at high school, and number one back in the draft class potentially. Yeah, so we'll have to see how this all ends up playing out, but it is fun to be able to say like oh yeah i took the top running back in the class at pick 11 at pick 11 and crazy
3: with the the NIL number or any NIL money yes it that, changes a lot that some of these guys might just go back to school make that make that money you know especially, especially at running, running back. back at, at running yeah. back yeah and 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 just enter the draft a year later no big and deal there's
0: some good spots to get in right. up in too you know like in the second round it's like a couple spots, like if he'd say he does go in the second, he goes out, he goes to the second round, like back in the second round. A guy, a team like, well, this would be high, but like a team like the Cardinals, um, therefore But great there. another team that has multiple picks that so we you get back in the second round, uh, former teammate as well, Houston Texans. Yeah. You know, with that offense, like they could yeah. really use a dynamic running back. Mm-hmm. And boy, you throw him in there with Nico Collins and Tank Dell and CJ Stroud. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's a good, that's a really good. Fit for him out there. Obviously, got to boost the offensive line as well. Sure, sure. But say he goes in a third round. Uh, there, Say, Trevor Henderson in the third round. Now you're talking about a bump up here in the dynasty overall ranks, but a tremendous electric player.
3: There, I mean, there are a lot of teams that are going to need running backs. Packers could, could very well use a running Absolutely. back. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with um, Saquon in in New York? They could they could be in the the market as well. So the they,
0: Raiders, yeah. the Bears. The, um, just hope he doesn't
1: go to the Ravens.
0: You know, <sighs> even though we don't, we say they have to actually be fantastic. So. In the Washington, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure Could just you? Could use that. Carolina could use one? Actually, Minnesota could use one. Even though Ty Chandler has looked pretty good, the Bengals yep. could use one.
2: Um, Everyone needs a yeah. running back these days. It, it, I mean, it really. There's doesn't only a stop. few teams that wouldn't draft. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, looking here, yeah, there's there's a lot of teams that could definitely use a running back. That's kind of. Kansas City is another one. I could bump up this running back He would be uh, great with Pacheco
2: because even though Travion Henderson has looked good between the tackles, he's best in space. That's where Henderson really thrives. So you, you have Pacheco... You know, as as the battering ram and you have him on yeah. third downs. a different yeah. It was, you know, Chargers we mentioned in that same division, Chargers Chargers, Chargers
0: yeah. And two teams that have dynamic are top
2: two in the league
0: almost. Dallas and Baltimore. Yeah. And Baltimore mm. that loves running the football. There's a lot of teams that wow, can use really a
2: running are. back now this, that we're, this year. Now that we're
1: I think he's talking, talking about a Claire.
2: I think he's a clayer and I think he's gonna go I think it will mid go. mid to early season. I think second he'll round. be the
1: first running back off the board for mm-hmm. sure.
0: And I think his I think his draft stock will be boosted in Dynasty and there'll be another running I think of where somebody lands and where they get drafted, there'll be another running back in the first round we end up seeing. I could see the rookie that. I could see this
1: that. year? Oh, of the rookie drafts. Uh, of, okay. our of our rookie dress, not yeah. of the actual yeah, NFL. I, got you, got you. I,
2: I could see it where he's the one and only guy in the second round. We'll see how it right. all plays let, out. Let, I agree. Let's say he
3: declares he's a second-round draft pick. He's the first guy off the board. How high do we see him? Because I, I said I would definitely have taken him instead of uh, Keon Coleman, but that's at nine.
1: Would he it go higher than nine? Because there's...
2: He'll bump up a little bit simply because yeah. he's the first Deal. running back. Let's
1: say he goes to Baltimore. How high? I mean, because that's like a ceiling landing spot, I would think. I think it would be hard for him. Assuming Penix goes in the first
2: round, I think it would be hard for him to get above Penix. Yeah, maybe above Odunze. Probably seven. Maybe Odunze's too
1: good. Seven, eight ish.
2: Yeah, I mean I think that's the highest I could see him going. So th- I mean this but might be my team's reach for it, running back in a super flex tight end premium. Running I mean, this is reach. this
3: might be the latest we're gonna see a running back come off the board in a in long time. Years. Maybe yeah, I mean maybe ever. Maybe ever, as far as Honestly, I can yeah. remember. anyway. It, it, that's crazy. I mean, that's seven, eight, yeah, nine. Listen,
0: Blake Corms one of those running backs that like, you know, we, there's always that one you that, like, oh, he went in the second round. Like, yeah. wow. You know, like or the third, like, wow, he went a third that, that high
2: uh, above this player. I, I mentioned it last year. And he didn't end up coming out. But, Jared, do you remember who I kind of comped Blake Coram to? And Ray Rice? It, huh? Ray Rice? No, it was a guy that looked like he was going to be terrible and now is fantastic. I don't remember. It was Kyron Williams. Oh, okay. I comped him to Kyron. I was like, I think he's a little bit faster version of Kyron Williams. And that looked like a major insult last year. Now that looks like a great compliment. Uh, Because so. he's,
0: he's kind of like the, uh, who were talking about? Like, he doesn't do, like, I mean, that jump cut the other day for that cemetery run was beautiful. Like it was. He's not like an overly dynamic running back. He's just a good running back. Yeah. Like good vision. I did a nerd good score feat.
1: in last year because I thought he was going to declare most people did. Yeah. And it was like surprisingly pretty good. I forget exactly what it was, but I remember being surprised and just, okay. There's
2: definitely guys that could be parts of committees. I just don't know that we have any back. That's like going to be the guy in this right. class, yeah, but you never no, know how
1: things shake out. No Gibbs, a or no. no. Bijan, Yeah. No. So what's the last pick here? Uh, 112, yep. it's me. Yep. And I am taking another record setting for his school wide receiver, and that's Troy Franklin from Oregon. Uh, 6'3", 187 pounds, young. He's only 20 right now. Uh, but he, he also broke his his uh, school's receiving records. Uh, he's got the all-time receiving touchdowns record, all-time single-season receiving yards record, and, and they're calling him the best, best receiver to come through Oregon ever. Um, and they they don't have a ton of wide receivers. I'm gonna receivers say that's like not a LSU. super high bar, right? But still, still really good. Um, For sure, can play the slot, can play out wide. Uh, he 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 lined up out wide about eighty percent of the time, but extremely fast, explosive, can get down the field uh, when targeted. The quarterback rating was one hundred forty-six point eight. Has really good hands, got good length. Um, I I think he could sneak in. He could, we could see another first round wide receiver here with this guy's athleticism. In his size uh, he's, he's not like doppy you know he's pre, he's a pretty smooth big guy so um I like Franklin here uh, really interested to see you know how, how this how this offseason progresses with all the you know as we dig in further
2: yeah I Franklin was a, a one of those guys that was on radars people had been talking about him another guy with with good size at six six foot three yeah, six three. Uh, he's listed at 187 so so I he's have, a little slight yeah,
3: i was gonna say he must be a little bit slighter
2: he's a little bit slight compared to some of these you know marvin harrisons and yeah. and guys that are a little bit thicker yeah. uh but but he can move he can he can move uh i'm curious to see you know how things play out for him combine wise and what his numbers are going to be But he's definitely a guy that can move and and, and make big plays down the field. So we'll we'll see how it all plays out. There's going to be a lot of guys in this. I I think for me, it's pretty clear the top guy and then, you know, neighbors and and Odunze. And then after that, there's going to be a group of four, five, six receivers that are all going to be end of the first round or within the first 15 picks of the second round. And a lot of good players. It kind of reminds me in, in that sense of, the Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson class. Yeah. Like I was
0: just thinking, I think we're gonna find our Michael
2: Pittman Jr. Yeah. We're gonna it, find him. It reminds sure. me of that class where the top guys were good, but it was just as good in the end sure. of the first round, beginning of the second round. It, it, it kind of reminds me of that class. But so it'll it, be it all
0: sort of stuff out. Like I have said this multiple times on the show. Like the, at the end of that class I came back, the last thing I said I was like, I think when the off there I was studying all these receivers I think I was too low on Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. That, that was my final statement yeah, class. Like, I think I was too low on him f- after watching all his tape. So, with this class being so deep as well, I'm excited. To, like, I'm excited to sift through these guys and actually rank them. You're yeah. right? Like, okay, I like this guy more than this guy. And, you know, hopefully I could not have a tanked out where I say this guy's not off my board. You know, they're all big. So like, I love big receivers, right? You know, it's why I kind of, I love Cedric Tillman last year. I like Marvin Mims so much, uh, because of their size and their speed and they got to fit in a lot of these players molds as well. So that's the first round. We'll be back with the next show. Um, should be out tomorrow with round two superflex tight end premium. Way too early. Way
3: too early. Rookie mock Super draft early. Adios.